JD talking sports. You know, we talk about the curse of Joey Gallo. How about the curse of Jordan Montgomery? Yesterday, complete game one hitter against the, holy crap, who'd they play last night? I'm blanking who they played last night. They won one nothing. Nine-inning complete game. Jordan Montgomery is 4-0 and with a 0.35 ERA since coming over from the Yankees. And Pujols hit his 693rd home run. Also, Pujols, let's just say, is on it. You want to talk about a tear? He has never done this in his career. They beat the Cubs 1-0. Pujols... Highest slugging percentage in a 10-game span in his entire career. 1.300 in his last 10 games. Thank you, Jeremy Frank, for that. That has never, ever, ever happened before. Frank, Ranger Proud. Frank, if you'd like to talk, I'm curious what you think of Truba as the captain of the Rangers. What do you think losing uh, what, uh, Gorgiev to the... To, to Colorado, and do you think Shesterkin, Shesterkin will, will after winning the Vezina, will get it done again this year? I don't know if you're, I think you're a Met fan, if I'm correct. I could be wrong. If you're happy about them. Oh, you want to be live in the video. Okay, Frank, let's go, let's go with it, Frank. View, view request. How do I, uh, all right, all right. Except, all right, is he here? He, he was all on. I, I just, I let him on. Why is he not ex- accept? Hey! Oh, with a cigar! Hey, with a cigar! Yeah, just chill. Always with the cigar. Always with the cigar. So you're a Ranger fan. How's it, How's it going? And I'm, at, and I'm at fan. I'm doing very well. How are you? I'm, I'm good. I'm good. What do you, what, what do you think about the Mets' chances of winning it all this year? I, I think the chances are well. I think Charles are losing is going to happen like he did last night. Uh, I like their team. I like how they have some adversity and battle through it. It's going to be a tough run because Atlanta's always right there. As you can tell, they already cut, what, six games off that tight game. I know. The, yeah. Down but, uh, you know, it, it's great to be playing meaningful baseball in August and now going into September. So I, I think they're in a good spot uh, to make the playoffs and to have a run at it. You know, once you get into it. Anything can happen, so uh, I've enjoyed that play this season. Have you been? So the crazy thing is, I've never been to City Field, which they say destroys the New Yankee Stadium. You've been to a lot of games this year. I haven't been to a lot of games. No, I, I believe it or not, I haven't been to the New Yankee Stadium. I've been to City Field a couple of times. It's a great ballpark, um, much more fan oriented. I don't know. It's just a lot more comfortable. It sucks to get there from the traffic from Staten Island here, but other than that, <laughs> it's, uh, everything else is good. But the traffic really kills everything you. Everything else is good. It's just getting there. <laughs> now, yeah. now, so, and you're a huge Ranger fan because my girl, my girlfriend is a huge. We went to some playoff games. Do you think they'll now? They had they lost them though, right? They lost Cop. They lost. They lost Cop. They lost Strom, Vetrano, a couple yeah. of other guys. Yeah, they 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 lost some, but they also picked up. Trocheck and, and some others. I, I think they'll be all right. I think Trocheck is a better replacement or a better fill-in than where Strom was. Not that Strom was bad. I just think Trocheck will play a little bit better and score some more goals. But you know that Strom Panara combo for the last four seasons is going to be something fans are going to have to get used to. And you know how Ranger fans are; they don't like change. But. They don't. But but you <laughs> like but you like the coaching change. The coaching change really worked this past year. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm a Gallant fan. I, th- I think he was great for them. I think he was a uh, from what I read 
and what you've seen, he's a player's coach, so he doesn't beat around the bush or hide around the media. He just says it the way it is. He's a horrible liar when it comes to injuries, but he's uh, <laughs> he's done well. With, <laughs> he, he's done his job, so you, you can't complain about that. I, I thought he was great for the team. Now, so what do you think? This I mean, that's the thing about hockey. I feel like every season, anything could happen. I mean, they went on such a run this year, and they. I mean, what were they up two nothing on the Lightning, and you thought, okay, and then that 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 game yeah, three, and the Lightning found their game, and yeah, you, you could see you could see the difference in in play. You could see the difference in confidence. Not that the Rangers didn't have that, but Tampa just they deserved to win the series. They 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 were the better team. They were the so better I didn't team. Have an issue with it, of course, you wanted to get to the Stanley Cup Finals, but it's so damn hard to get there. It is so hard to get but there. I I I wasn't. Wasn't like oh they you know had a lot of fans out. If you don't win it all, it's a horrible year. I, I thought they had a great regular season. Uh, they they played really well in the playoffs. They got better as they went deeper once they got into the first round and all. So uh, I was happy with their overall season. Now let me ask a question. Are you, so fo- who's your football team? Giants. Okay, so I got to ask you: Do you think Daniel Jones is going to turn the corner this year? <laughs> And that's the question everyone's asking. I mean, that's the question everybody's asking. I hope, you know, I hope so, but I, I don't know if he will or not. He's never really had a great line in front of him, but he does have some issues that team that came from college. He fumbles a lot. He makes some bad decisions, but he hasn't had that team in front of him. But I definitely think this is that make or break kind of season. Otherwise, like with the Jets, they with Dono. I, I don't know if he doesn't do well this year, what lies ahead. But you, he always looks good in preseason. Right. But preseason is such a bad... I don't really right. watch much preseason. No one's playing as hard. No one wants to get hurt, though. The Giants have had their share of injuries already. So it's hard to judge there. You know, those first three, four games are always critical early on in the season, especially for the Giants. They never seem to have a good start. No, they don't. And, but I think they got a good coach. I mean, I, I, I thought Joe Judge mm-hmm. had turned to a shit show. By the end, he was like, he looked like he was in over his head. But I think Dable has been waiting for this opportunity forever. And he's worked with yeah, everybody. Like, yeah, they, they both talked about it. A couple of my friends are writers and been to training camp and all. And he's like the football coach the Giants need. Whether he has the skill on the field is another right problem in itself. He can only play the hand that he's dealt as a head coach, but his attitude and the way he treats the plays and the, the way he's been treating the plays in, in, in practice, the way he's running his practice, he's, he, he's, he'll have the team as prepared as they can be. Now, you think, now I just read, the, you read the post today about uh, Barkley said f- f- that fuck you all, I'm going to shock all of you this year. My buddy says the thing with Barkley is he's not a run through the tackles guy. He's got to get the open space. And as you said, the line yes. is always a problem. And he's injury, mm-hmm. all the injuries he's got. You think he's going to have the year? That's what I wonder. Is he going to have the year? He, he, you know, I mean. I don't know. I don't know if he's ever going to be as good as he was in college. Uh, like you said, he's. He doesn't run behind the tackles. He needs that line to open up that hole and then he can explode. So, and it's always, you know, with any pro football team, your offensive line carries you. I know. And they have a lot. Unless you're with Tom Brady and right. you have that that kind. And the Giants don't run a tight end offense where they pass the ball off and pick five or six yards up a shot like that. It was never there since Bavaro uh, well, or something Bavaro. like that, right? Yeah, yeah, the last yeah, I know. Great tight end for a Giant, if you remember. But I, I like his attitude. I think he's attacking it. You know, he's not sitting back on his injuries or his past play. He's just coming with the right attitude. So uh, I'm excited about that. But again, you haven't really seen him run many plays in his second preseason. And I think 
think their starters went what one series, right? Two, yeah, that's and then all. He started moving guys around all, and you can understand that, especially with a short preseason. So, uh, I hope he has. I hope he's as productive as he wants to be because they really need that. Right, and and the thing is too, Kadarius Tony has all this talent, but he seems like he's hurt or he's going half ass. He makes dumb plays. Galladay can't yeah. get separation. And they gave up on Ingram. Yeah. Ingram turned out to be a guy just didn't. Oh, he has such all the attributes. Well, well, it didn't really pan out with the Giants. So you're yeah. like, oh, I, exactly. I love that. He had all the, yeah, he, he had all the, the effort. He just didn't have a lot of the skill. He couldn't get open. He didn't make the big catch when he needed to. So, but that seems to be the Giants' way over the several years now. Yeah. You know, you look. Everyone criticizes the Jets and how bad their seasons have been. But I think the Giants have only won three or four games in that same span. It just the Jets always seem to blow games in a way that gets the back page, right? Which well, is, I, you know, good if you're for the Giants, you have to read about it all the time. But <laughs> when you're breaking it down, they haven't been that successful the last five years, six years either. So, and and you know what, you know what's crazy? I was just talking about Jordan Montgomery, the Yankees. You know, oh, we don't need starting pitching. We need more, we need more hitting. And and, he, and he's four zero with a zero point three five ERA since he came over to the Cardinals. And you're like, and Gallo's hitting two sixty seven. You're like. You know, all these guys leaving, and you're like, and I'll tell you, the best MVP of uh, for the Mets is Buck. I think Buck got Lindor. To, I mean, he got everybody playing on the same goddamn. He's another one. He's he's definitely a player's coach. They love him. They love They're him. Playing for him, and he seems to push the right buttons at the right time when it comes to lefties and righties. And now he has his DH scenario when he has a righty and lefty that can hit and can always be inserted. So he has a lot of weapons. Which you know they obviously all teams need, but the Mets are exploiting. They're, they're just playing good fundamental baseball. They support each other, and that's what you need. Especially going down, there's going to be some really tight ball games coming up. They everyone has a tight schedule, but the Mets have a, a tough one coming up now. The rest of this month into September, and you know he he's going to have all his starters and all his relief pitches, but he uses his guys well. You know that that double header on the weekend screwed up everybody because no one had pitching right in, in the Philly series and it's, it's just how it is right now and the Mets have another injury with their pitching so you get Scherzer and, and DeGrom back and then you lose um, Carrasco. Carrasco and yeah and it just but that's baseball right you know that, that's all this baseball if you're battling for a playoff spot you gotta get through these injuries and you gotta have your depth and right now the Mets bullpen's been pretty good Lugo's been Pitching well, Diaz has been fantastic. Yeah, Givens, I really like. He's he's had some good outings. So. Better. He started off a little shaky, but and uh, that game, up. that game Sunday, that game Sunday was a hell of a game. Yeah, I mean coming back that was a great game. Coming back, you know that, that I forgot to start his name up. Bot Bottle. Yeah, oh, right. But his name was, you know, it was funny because they were talking in pregame that he's the uh, he has the best changeup in the minor leagues, and I'm going to myself. Well, coming into the majors, these guys didn't. Pretty much the off on changeups once they know or feel when it's coming at all. And in that first inning, he struggled, but he then he battled down. He settled down and gave him a couple of innings, and then Fisher came in. So and they found a way to win a game. That's that's a good baseball team. That is no matter good. who you're playing. You know, you come back four nothing, and then you come. They were down three different times in that game and won. And a rain delay. Like to see. And that kid. And what, what was his name? Nate, the kid who first game he ever pitched in the major, he went three innings. He even set out the. He sat out the range until they came back and, and came back and pitched some more. I mean, you know, That's guys. You, you know, sometimes pitches can be a little divas at all, and, and the coaching staff does that too. But, I, you know, if you're supposed to be starting that game, then rain, delay, or not, stay loose and pitch. And not the older guys, but these younger guys have no fear anyway. Right. They just want to play and get in the lineup and stay in the lineup. So another good move by Buck, right? Set the rain delay and put him back out there. And 
and it was successful. And and you know, even though Scherzer got you know this, I, I wouldn't call it rocks, but I mean he gave him four runs, but he never kind of you know he, he he did what he did. He's he, he it's like one outing. He is in me. He'll come back the next one. He's just a fighter. You know, I look at him like oh yeah, you're not gonna win. You're not gonna win every. Every game, you're not going to have a fabulous starter. They start way spoiled, which is like, normally you do. It's like on the ground bitches. The Mets don't tend to hit for him, but he'll give you everything he's got. He'll keep you in the ball game, and that's what Scherzer did. So, you know, going into those late innings, you're down a, a run or something with this team, you're not out of it. You know, the Mets have a lot of power. They, they play fundamental baseball. They play small ball. They play the home run game, and that's what makes the team exciting. And they're definitely, that's what, and they, and they really are, him and DeGrom, that's why I always look at the Yankees. The Yankees, don't, they can go out the first round of the playoffs because they, Cole is too much of an enigma. And I feel like the Mets yeah. have two guys, and then and, and Walker has been lights out, and uh, Bassett has been pitching really well. they all have been pitching well. I mean. They're pitching well. If they can get into the playoffs, they can make some good things happen. And I, I agree with you. The Yankees are more of a, a wild card. Big wild card. Short series and all, you never know. Yeah. Did, did you just see a, other... What? What were you going to say? I was going to say, other teams now know how to hit a Yankee Stadium with that short right field and all. Right. It's not a new thing anymore. So now opposing teams have a better idea of how to win games there, which that advantage isn't as big as it used to be. Did, did you see that uh, Moreno might be might be interested in selling the uh, Angels that just came out today? Yes. Yeah, there's been a lot of going. There was another rumor about the Rangers and the Knicks that Dolan might be selling them once MSG puts its new uh, no way. Orbit arena. It's called or something in Vegas. Yeah, the the MSG is building this big thing, and as CNBC had it the other day, I, I couldn't find another article on it, but I saw it on Twitter that there there's a rumor going around that he may or may not be looking because nobody wants to play for the Knicks because Dolan thinks he's too well. Dolan is too involved in a sport he really doesn't know much about. No, he, well, Ranger fans are lucky. He right, knows he doesn't know hockey, so he puts the right people there. But keeps I know, players just don't want to come play for him on that side. It's very weird. It's the New York market, you would think uh, they'd uh, be able to attract some free agents. It's the New York the, Knicks and, and well, the it's weird. You don't like Tibbet. I mean, I, I think Thibodeau is I, Tibbs is not a. He's just he he runs the guys in the ground. I feel like he doesn't play the young players. You know, I, yeah. I feel like that team too is. And 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 Durant after complaining, I want out. Now he's playing. Now he's staying. I'm like. Now he's saying, yeah, they, they agree. Like, he threatened the good he wanted to trade, and then he worked out an arrangement. I'm like, he's got this huge contract. What did they work out? <laughs> he's making all this money. Last year, he didn't play in half the games and, and this and that. So I, I was confused by that. But then that's how had the leverage because they didn't have to trade him. So right. And nobody. It was, it was better that they worked something out. And who, who wanted him? Uh, who really? He's 34. He's. I mean, he can play, he but. He him. Right. Right, and who can afford him? He's got a big contract. And you got Kyrie, too, is on one year. I mean, I just feel like that's... Well, I talked to him. There's a guy I talked to on Twitter. He calls it the clown show. I said, the clown show continues for the next season. He goes, yeah, I, I don't know what's going to happen. And and I love yeah. how they, I bring these coaches in. They think everybody's going to be another uh, Steve Kerr. And Steve Kerr was is a one of a kind. I, I think, uh, what's what's his name? That um, Nash is a little in over his head. Yeah. Uh, on that team, whoever seems to be the coach doesn't have control, and that, that's the problem. Right. They just don't have any, they haven't had anyone strong enough to bring in and put these guys in their place. And in basketball, that's hard to do. Right. You got all these powerhouse players playing on all these teams, and sometimes you don't need, not that you don't need the coach, but these guys are just doing it on their own. That's why I always say basketball is the biggest collusion sport there is, because these guys talk about upcoming free agency, and I'm going to have him come here, and, right. and they're all talking about it when they're on other teams, and it's like that just doesn't. 
the league allows it, and I don't understand why. Now, do you think do you think Judge, you think Cohen will go after Judge this offseason? I think he's going to make him a nice offer. I don't know if he's going to stay or if he wants to go. I don't know if Judge's intentions is to go to, to the West Coast. Is it to make the most money? Because the Yankees did offer him a zillion dollars to play in New York very successful. And he was lucky. He, he, you know, he took a shot. He's had some injury problems. And this year he's having a phenomenal year. What's he got? 47. 47. 47, 104 RBIs. You know, yeah. I'm sure every game, every game closer to the end of the season, the Yankees are like, well, what more can we offer him? <laughs> and you know someone's going to offer him something ridiculous because that's what they do in baseball. Right. So I think if they don't sign him, they're going to have a, a tough time re-signing him. Because if you couldn't get him during the season, someone's going to offer him an incredible amount of stupid money and a, a 10-year deal just to steal him away. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, Cano comes to the Mets. You know, that every guy, even Pujols, after the age of 30, you give these guys 10-year deals, they don't... They, it, it's they, impossible to keep up. Right. The age just catches up to you. Yeah, father time. too fast, the pitching's too bad. Yeah. That's why I'm surprised all these GMs and owners are offering 10-year contracts. Because if you look at all these contracts and on the back end, all the players struggle. They turn into DHs, you know. You're paying these guys millions and millions to just bad. Right. Yeah. So, uh, you know, but then again, they all think if they get that one more player, they can win. So, I guess, as an owner, it's a fine line. Cohen has always said he has the money, but he's not going to waste it. You know, he's going to put the money into the players that are worthy of that money, but he's not just going to offer money around to have them wear a next uniform. So, I would think with Judge, it's going to be the same thing. I think he's going to offer him something reasonable or comparable, but I don't think he's going to. I don't think he's going to go way, way over the price. So I think the four hundred forty million the Yankees off the judge is way over price. Thing. No, they, no, so, Judge got two forty. He turned down two forty. Uh, we turned down two forty. And he, he, he so he wants like I think he wants forty million a season. I think that's what. And I think if I think if someone offered him five years, two hundred million, would he take it? I think he want. I don't, I don't know what he wants. That's what I'm kind yeah, of. That's right. At 40 a year for 10 years. Jeez. That would be crazy. And you know At those, 31. And you know those last three years are going to suck. Yes. 31. Yeah. He's, he's, he's th- those last three, four years, he's going to definitely have a down seasons because that's just how it is. I agree. I totally agree on that front. Now, it's funny because I was reading about Lamar Jackson. He wants his contract fully guaranteed because, you know, that's the thing. They gave they gave Deshaun Watson the 230. They gave Kyler Murray. And now, I mean... My friend disagree, doesn't agree with me saying that, well, that doesn't mean everybody has to get the same amount of money. I said, I kind of feel like they have to, there's a bar set and no one's going to go below it. If anything, they go above the above the bar. But the money is out of control. It's like crazy. The money is out of control and over there with guaranteed contracts and all, it's a, it's a little bit of a, a myth anyway compared to the other sports. But it, it's a lot of, anyway you look at it, it's a lot of money for a pro athlete in any sport, or maybe other than hockey. So yeah, well, hockey, right? There's they they're on the same salary cap this year again, and and, and yeah, my right. my girlfriend says the worst owner, worst commissioner in sports is uh, Bettman. Him and Manfred. You see, I, I, I say I, I disagree with that. I I like the salary cap because I think it keeps parity amongst all the teams. You know, you look at baseball and the luxury pack and tax and and the big money teams don't pay the tax. The Yankees have always done it. The Red Sox have done it. The Dodgers have done it. So, what does that? tax really do to the teams that are spending all this money on the players anyway. It, it's That's a good them. point. Where in hockey, I, I think it keeps it a little fair. And, and I think, there you, you know, you still have bad teams in hockey, but you also have those teams that can compete a little bit more. And I think that's what you need. You, you, want, you don't want the same teams every year 
going to the Stanley Cup final. They're having enough trouble getting ratings. Who, you know, who wants to see the Lightning every year or Pittsburgh every year? You want to see other teams. That's why it was it was cool to see Colorado win this year. Right, they were the favorites from the beginning. They played that whole year with that target on their back, and then they went out and won it. So. Not, not that so much they had a, you know, they were within a salary cap and they had the same salary cap rate, say, as Detroit and Ottawa, who, or Buffalo, who really struggled. That That's just a matter of getting players and all, but everyone has that same line that they can't cross. Yeah, they have that I same shot. They, they all the same I shot. I just think it, you know, a lot of people don't like the salary cap. But I think if they put it in, they put it in baseball after two years, teams would just adapt to it and no one would know the difference. No, I, well, that's, yeah, football too. I mean, I know the teams that get around. Football too, you know. Well, football's a different because they don't have to guarantee the contract, so it's hard to do a salary cap because if I cut you, I don't have to pay you your whole contract. So, I, but also in football, you're not getting 40 million a year for 10 year contracts. So it's, it's a little bit different. You know, if, if every team, if every league wanted to change things around, after a little bit of a battle in the beginning, they'd be able to do it. You know, you look at hockey, when a rookie comes out of getting drafted, they all have the same starting salary. They do. They all get three years for 975, and you got to group yourself a little bit. Where in football, you get a quarterback who comes out of Michigan, let's say, and you give him all this money, and then he can't adapt to the NFL, which happens quite often. It does. And now you've got that money invested. It's a very hard thing to go from college football, especially on the offensive side, and a quarterback to go to the NFL. The defenses are much better. You're not playing crappy teams a third or half of your season and then your division teams or your conference teams. So it's just a different ball game altogether. But you know, that that's how each league wants to run it. So I don't I don't have as much of a problem with, with Gary Bateman as as everyone else. I mean he's been here forever. The team's been profiting. Hockey's never gonna be the top two, top three sports out of the out of the four because in America hockey isn't there. It's just a sport that doesn't get the recognition that the NFL gets or that Major League Baseball gets. So, but you know, in, in our market, you know, here in New York, the Rangers have no trouble selling out every single game or getting, you know, $1,200 to sit behind the net. It, it's, it also is your market. Yeah, yeah we're, 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 my girlfriend has tickets. She's upper tier, but center ice, second tier, I think. They're fine. I mean, the same people she's. Great she, seats. Yeah, yeah, there are great seats. She goes. Or she gets a couple of games a season. She went to. I think she went to four playoff games this year. Yeah, I mean. I go to the Devils a lot to watch the Rangers play because I got a better, much better deal. <laughs> the There's less traffic. I mean, from Staten Island, it's 20 minutes. If I go to the Garden for a 7 o'clock game, if I don't leave here by 4 in the afternoon, I can't get into the city in time. I started taking the train out of Jersey. Oh, it's really? Simpler. And, and, oh, yeah, I just take the bathroom and 15 minutes over the outer bridge. I'm on a train. I could have a beer, relax, get into Penn Station in 40 minutes. That's uh, it. That's you know, it. Yeah, that's interesting. That makes, yeah. Yeah, it, it makes me try it. We went a couple of times this year when you can afford it because their tickets price you out. And, uh, you know, it's, it's what you got to do. So, but it, it's funny because when you look at different markets, you know, you can go to Columbus and get a ticket behind the net for 150 bucks. You go to the garden; it's like a thousand. Right, it is crazy, right? Price, but but they they get their money, so that's why the cap works because each market is so different. It, it's, it's really expensive. We went to different. we went to a Yankee game, and we were sitting second tier, I think, for first base line, 
tickets, food, whatever, 500 bucks for the two of us. I mean, that's you can't do that all the time. You can't go and like... No, we, we went to see the Oilers play right after Christmas taken because I'm a huge Conor McDavid fan. So we bought five tickets and all, and the tickets alone cost me six and a quarter, and I didn't even walk into the play show. Right. You, you got to eat, you got to get there, you know. Who has $800 to go to a hockey? Yeah, whatever, it's you know. It's, you know, once in a while, it's great. I don't know how season ticket holders do it. I just, uh, yeah, I don't know either. It's it's crazy. And you I saw, did, did you see the Knicks? They, uh, they're they cutting down the scorer's table so they can sell $3,000 tickets. Next to it, yeah. Yeah, right on the floor. $3,000, so I could sit on the floor and watch the Knicks. <laughs> <laughs> I could come watch the other team play. I could be closer so yeah. I can watch the other team play. Did you see, exactly. did, did you look at Twitter yesterday? The guy took a hot dog, put a hole in it, and was drinking his beer with his hot dog. Did you see that picture yesterday? Yes, I did, actually. That was a little That was nasty. Gross. Yeah, that was, I was, yeah. that's not a good, that's not a good look. I and was what, like, and what did that cost him if he was at the stadium? Oh, <laughs> uh, I'll tell you, we were talking 15, about, it. yeah. We were, 15 for the beer, 8 for the hot dog. We, we went to Yankee Stadium, we got a sandwich, a pretzel, and four waters for 50, 50, 50 bucks. It's crazy. And I used to go to the garden before they redid the garden. They used to have three different beer prices. If you went to the concession stand, it was one price. If the guy was walking around and you were getting a beer, it was another. And then if you went to the guy that was standing in the hallway, it was another price. Really? Wow. It's, yeah. This was a while ago. But yeah. That everything now. If you go to Madison Square Garden, it's like not the dinner room in the common hat. It's pastrami places, steak places. It's, it's pizza. It's crazy. It is crazy. It's just crazy how much they charge for everything. It's just like crazy. Yeah. Now, do you watch any? Uh, are, do you watch any boxing MMA? A little bit. Yeah. Before. Excuse me. I'm sorry. Yeah. One. Wait. Do you wait? Let me. Ask you, Frank, you're not the one who was the yes. daughter. You're not the one who has a daughter who plays college. Do you, do you have the kids who play college sports? Yeah, my two daughters play for Ramapo. Yes. Ramapo lacrosse. Ramapo, one of them is a goalie, right? Yes. My youngest is the goalie and my oldest is uh, the captain in uh, uh, defense. Really? So they're playing... Those, those are some good fights in my car, let me tell you. <laughs> wait, so they're playing D3? <laughs> they're playing D3? Is it D3? D D3. So how did they get into playing lacrosse? I knew I remember. I thought that was you. So how did they... They got into lacrosse. My wife got them in lacrosse when they were like 12 here. They had a clinic. They didn't like soccer. They wanted to try uh, softball, but they came to a game that I was umpiring, and uh, a kid slid into home plate and landed on the catcher's shoulder and popped it out. And my daughter's like, nope, I'm not doing that sport. And then one time this lacrosse thing came up, and... They played for high school out here in Pottonville. They played travel for us for DK3. We went to Maryland and Pennsylvania and all for five, six years with that. And then they both got recruited to play D3 at Ramaville. So what year, are they, what, years, what year are they in school right now? Brianna, my oldest is a senior. Oh, really? And my youngest will be a sophomore. Now, how, how's the team been? The team wasn't strong. They only had two wins last year, but the year before that, they didn't play because of COVID. Oh, they, they were just happy to get back on the field. Oh, that sucks. And uh, yeah, when, when Alyssa played, she was the only recruit to play for Ramapo last year. Really? How, how, now, are they they practice year round? Is it like they train pretty much? Yeah, they they once they go back to school, they got weightlifting every day, and they have in D three you only allowed one month of NCAA practice, and they do a couple of scrimmages and things like that, and then 
in January starts at six days a week. Wow. Six days a week until the season, and then they have their game. They what? play two, three games, and they play all over the Tri-State. They play all tri- all over the Tri-State, and they, they have a chance yeah, to make the tournament. they play Jersey, they play in the Bronx, they play upstate New York, yeah. How, how often do you go? I are the roadies. Oh, your roadies, you go to a lot of games? Yeah. All right. It's only an hour from here, so we go to all the games. Wow. So what, since senior year at college, this is it? Last year? This is it. Last year, wow. out of nowhere. I mean that's crazy. That's cr- yeah. Because my yeah. Fr- my friend's kid's starting at uh, Stockton. He's gonna play uh, soccer. He's actually there in training camp right now. So yeah, they come. They start early. right? They start early, and it's like serious. It yeah. is. It's no joke. Wow, that's that's awesome. Two daughters playing Thank sports. You. Yeah, it's fun. Thank God they're at the same college. Yeah, that's the thing too. It's amazing they both would decide to go to the same. I guess she saw that she was like she well, liked my, it. My youngest was, at first didn't want to. She wanted to be like totally separate from her. But when she got recruited and all, she's like, I'm going to go play there. And then they had a dorm together because of COVID. So that was a whole other. Oh, my God. That was a, that was a shit yeah, show. Yeah, this year, this year, everything's back to normal. Yeah, every year. Yeah. friends. My oldest is with hers. And then they'll just do their lacrosse thing and all. But they're, they're tight them, so it's pretty good. And it's a great sport, man. It's a great sport to it watch. I, yeah, we've been doing it a long time. <laughs> yeah. It's travel, a, travel lacrosse out here was great. We found the Hershey Park tournaments and. In Jersey, so we, we had a we had a good time at that. We played a lot against a lot of good teams, and and that's the thing too. They so the high school they went to is serious is a serious sports school, right? I mean, good basketball, yeah. good everything, good everything. Well, yeah, they're, they're good everything. So the travel, but we got beat up a lot playing schools from you know, Florida and right. Maryland. Where they've been playing lacrosse since they were three. Right, these kids. But when they came back home and played in the high school league, they both were really successful. So they did well. That is wild, wild. Yeah, because I, I I would always look at the pictures and I was like, man, your daughters are always kicking ass. I mean, nonstop they're grinding. I was like, holy no, crap! Nonstop. Man. It's it's harder now because they don't play anything in the summer. When when you're in high school, you play your high school season in in March, April, and May, and then June first you're back on travel all the way to July. So they don't. Was the but how come they're not playing? How come there isn't anything they're playing over the summer? At the college level, they could do college things in the summer if they wanted to, but. They're both working and they train on their own here. What is it? What is it's your, a little bit harder? The, right. the teams don't do anything college-wise. The teams don't do anything together for for the summer for what? whatever reason. They they don't. What does your oldest want to do when she's? Uh, what, what does she want to do? She's going to be. She's in a, a law program right now. Law school. She wants to be a power. Uh, she doesn't know if she wants to go to law school. She wants to be a power. She wants to work at Homeland Security. She hasn't gotten that far. She's interning with a law firm now. And my youngest is in communications. She wants to do public relations and marketing for the Rangers. So if anyone's listening, <laughs> <laughs> no, sir, that would be. All. And I'll tell you, there's a lot more women getting jobs in the in the NHL. There's a lot of bench coaches. I mean, I, you know, a lot more opportunities out there, which is great. Yeah, there are. She's the one that got me into writing for. Now I write for Forever Blue Shirts and Empire Sports Media, and she was the one that said years ago I worked for another company. She's like, oh, you should try it one time and. That's how I got hooked up with that. So, so you write. You write about how often do you write about? The, how often do you write for? for I write about. I've the summer's been obviously slow, but during the season I try to write every day, whether it's a feature or if I do a recap. And I can't get credentials because God will give bloggers or digital sport pages much credentials. So I'll get quotes after the game, and then I'll incorporate it into a story the next night. And, and I do that. Do you get to talk? Does any player you get to talk to any players and everything? I get not not often 
if they're out doing an event, uh, a couple of years ago when Shattenkirk was an arranger, he did um, uh, not, uh, Cancer Jam. Okay. And he had a whole he had a whole event at Mustang Harry's, and I got to meet him and talk with him and interview him. He was he was really cool. And I speak with Don LaGreca once in a while, and I do reports with him. He's an arranger broadcaster. So it's hard to get the players unless they're doing another event and all. So I have a lot of little hooks here and there, and I try to yeah. get. But if not, I just grab the quotes from wherever I can get them, the post, the news, and then I'll just incorporate that into my own story on there yeah. the next morning. My girlfriend's favorite player was, oh, God, I'm blanking on his name. She calls him Honey. Who was the, they retired his jersey. Oh, my God. Number nine? What was his name? Oh, I'm blanking Graves. on Yeah. Oh, that's her favorite player. Adam Graves. I met, yeah, I met him. My daughter, the one that's a singer now, we had her sweet 16 at a suite in the garden when the Rangers played their first game against the Golden Knights. Oh, wow. And um, we, yeah. we got to meet Glenn Addison and Graves came and... Uh, that's when Al Shradwick was still with them and Ron Duguay. It was a blast. Oh, my God. It was the best, the best sweet 16 you can have. Ever. 40 sweets, friends and family. We just went up there for the night. It was it was great. And you could now you can interview Duguay with uh, Sarah Palin. I love that. I love that. He's just having the time of his life. Funny. He's just he ha- is. He's, <laughs> he's, a, he's a funny guy. I, once in a while, I'll go back and forth to him on Twitter. He's uh, that That is a funny thing with him and Sarah Palin. I got it. Never saw that one coming. No, never saw that one coming. That is awesome. So you do the writing. It's a, so do you do your own podcast too at all? or? I do a podcast with um, this guy's name, Steve Azul, on the uh, Blue Blue Show. Every Tuesday night we do a podcast. And you Maybe t- once a month with other guys. Sometimes we do call-ins. Sometimes we just talk. In the off season, we do it every other week. And then when the season starts, we do it every Tuesday night. Uh, at nine o'clock or after the game. Oh, that's just a little tight because I have to wake up at six in the morning. So we we try to rush that one too, and we just go over it. It's like I've been doing it with him for five or six years now. It's it's like this. We just right shoot the crap and, and talk and get our views down. And sometimes we get people to call in. And it's fun. It's yeah. nice just to talk hockey. And then sometimes I'll get good ideas for everyone to write about. You know, the next day Steve will see it and go, oh, you got that from the show. I'm saying, I got to get ideas somewhere. <laughs> I just got you this. You know, I don't like. What? I don't like to write. Uh, like, like in the summer, you know, the top five things from this past season, the top ten centers and all of that. I don't like to read it. So I tend not to get motivated to write. So the off season, once the trade deadline and free agency ended, it's been a quiet time. But. Now in the next two weeks, the Rangers will start picking up with camp, and then we, when, when does when does camp start? Training camp will start probably the middle of September. Right. I'm not sure if their rookies are going to. Uh, they used to go to Traverse City in Michigan to do a rookies uh, ex- uh, exhibition game. Like they'll play five or six other teams that are participating in Detroit, Columbus, but with COVID, they. Uh, they stopped doing it, so I'm not sure if they're bringing it back this year or not. I think they are. So if they do that, that starts like a, the first week of September if they do it, right before training camp. There's so many Traverse City, and then they got, those guys go right to training camp that are invited and gone. So should start getting some news soon. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to, uh, in two weeks, I'm going to see Texas, Alabama, and Austin. Well, three weeks. Two weeks? Uh-huh. Three weeks, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Um, College football's great. Oh, who, who do you, who, who, who's your team? I don't really have a team. I always follow Notre Dame and Oklahoma. I just like to watch it when it's on, to be honest. I don't get yeah. deep into it, but I enjoy it more than the NFL. I do, too. A lot more happens. It's like watching Little League Baseball on television. I enjoy that more than Major League because you never know what that at-bat's going to put up. 
it's always something exciting and so forth. And I used to umpire that age group, so I got a little bit of interest in it. And the and the kid, the, I was watching some of the kids play. Uh, the team from Massapequa, they got the, they got they were in and out. <laughs> they played Hawaii, who looked like a professional team. Those kids were big. Hawaii always looks, Hawaii always makes it too. Right. To, to the championship game this year they went to double elimination normally you get like three games in Williamsport and then the best teams go on to let their playoff let's say but this year they did Williamsport the same way as the states and the regionals they did double elimination poof so they yeah once they had to play hard Hawaii first they knew they were in trouble yeah and, then, and I was like wow that Hawaii team was yeah. they, I watched them play in the regionals and I was like wow those are some big kids yeah, they're all big kids. They're really it's big funny, kids. It's funny, a lot of those kids are big. I used to umpire. You'd think some of these kids were taller than me. But they were driving up to the game at 12 years old, some of these kids. Right, right. Well, that's what I heard about. When Griffey was playing Little League, his mom had to have his birth certificate because no one thought he was, you know, with legit age. You know, and you're like... Oh, yeah. We, we've had that before. I was... My league out here had the Danny Alamante thing when he was illegal at all times and played against him. <laughs> Of course, that's when our guys got up there. Yeah, so we know all about that. <laughs> oh, Danny, Danny Allen. Oh, wow, I remember those days. Wow, I, th- yep. I think he, he went minor leagues. I think he eventually made it minor league baseball, right? He went. He went to minor leagues, and it's funny. The coach of one of the teams out here from Staten Island was writing a book about it and was waiting for him to make pro and go with it. And then he never made it to the pros, and nobody remembered who he was. Those, that kid altered a lot of other people's plans. <laughs> he did. He yeah. He he definitely did. Yeah. He altered a lot of. And he, and he yeah. It's just crazy when you think about all those guys. You know, I was yeah. think I was I was thinking too about all. You know, maybe think about they were showing all the guys who had sixty home runs and he got Sosa, McGuire, and I thought Bonds could have made the Hall of Fame even before he. And all the guys were taking juice and everything, and now they they don't talk about it as much. But then you're like, I mean, Bonds was a hell of a baseball oh, yeah. player. I mean, he was a hell of a... Well, so, 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 McGuire brought baseball back after the strike with that whole home run race and everybody was watching baseball then. I mean, they, they put him back to where they were before the whole lockout strike situation. And then, you know, when all of that came out, it just changed the sport. Now, so many people are doing it, they kind of had to change the rules and and what may, but you'll never, you know, you'll never know who is and who isn't. Right. Those are just the guys that got caught. Those are, exactly. I mean, I would think they have better stuff out there that they don't get caught doing this stuff and other guys get caught doing this stuff. Now, do, let me ask you a question. Yeah. Do your daughters watch any women's sports? Like, do they, do, like the WNBA tonight, do they watch any of that or they're not into any of the... They watch, they watch all women's lacrosse. Okay. They don't get in, they're not basketball fans and they watch a little bit of soccer, but not much. But they'll watch women's lacrosse through their whole season. They'll watch that, um, that new one's out now when they rotate teams every week. Right, right. Uh, the, the American, yeah. I forgot what it's called. American, American ad, it's something else. Right. They'll watch that. They're huge Maryland, Maryland fans, so they follow all those girls and so forth. So, yeah, they, they get into that, but it's all the girls. See, I went to UNC. UNC won the, champ, women, won the women's championship this year, so. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, they watch it. We were going to actually go to that. Oh, you were? And then something came, yeah, and then something came up and we didn't go watch it. Yeah. We're gonna go to that weekend. That was a hell of a weekend. I I've been to the men's final four before. I never went, but I, the women's I was like, God damn, that was good. And I, I, I try to talk about that more too because people say, Why do you talk about women's sports? I go, Well, you know, these women play too, they and they're making money now. Yeah. They, women's hockey? I mean they've been trying to start a hockey league hockey. forever, but women's ice hockey is big and the uh excuse me, the my my good friend's a beat writer for the Liberty. He says that's getting bigger and bigger and also but you know, there's so many sports, especially in our market. 
there, sometimes it's oversight. You know, in, in, you go to Carolina and other than the Panthers and the Hurricanes, it's all college sports out there. Right. But you come to New York and you, know, you got seven, eight pro teams, then you got uh, indoor lacrosse, you got outdoor lacrosse, you got the PLL lacrosse, you got two different soccer leagues. It's really oversaturated for pro sports. I didn't even so think about that. You're no right. Room, there's no room for college sports. I mean, people follow Rutgers and, and Penn State. Don't get me wrong, but there's a lot of there's a lot of pro teams out here that kind of take shape over the college ranks. Right. As I, good as the college is, I just and there aren't a lot of good Division One college programs out here. I mean, when Rutgers went over to uh, what was it, the Big Ten? Big Ten. It was, it was a money move, and it made sense for them, but. They get the crap out of them from some of these bigger schools. Right, they did get the so, crap out of them. When they come, when they come to Rutgers, Rutgers gets a sellout. So at the end of the day, that's you know money talks. No, no, they are. They are. I, I just read an article about them today. They're not. They're they're spending a shitload of money and they're not filling the stadium. So that's what oh, I just. That's yeah. surprising. They, they 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 were spending. They got caught spending four hundred fifty thousand dollars on DoorDash. Four hundred fifty k on DoorDash. I read that. That's funny. And, and just the money they're spending, and, and the thing is, the program isn't really, you know, I mean, the thing is, there's so much money. Yeah. My, my girlfriend went to Michigan, so we're going to Michigan, Penn State, and then I'm finally, after all the COVID and everything, I'm going to go to Ann Arbor for the first time. That's that's great. I still want to go to Notre Dame just to go there, just to yeah, her. tell us who they're playing, just to go there. My, my good friend of mine from Oklahoma is always wants me to go out there to see a Sooners game, not even for the game. It's like, you got to see what they do in the morning before the game. They march in. They, it's it's a whole fan just to get to the stadium, the way they line up. It's just the experience. Yeah, that's that's exactly what I heard. Once like in I, a lifetime. Yeah, yeah. The Texas game starts 11 a.m. local time, so it's going to be. I think we have to. Oh, I'm going to a uh, Astros Angels game, and hopefully I'll see Otani play the day before. Which he's guy's unbelievable. Otani's great. He'll be somewhere else in the next year or two. They're definitely going to get rid of him. I think they're going to trade him. Yeah, it's a shame too. The guy does. He brings fans in. He does. He's another. He's another. It's amazing how much the, you know, he's amazing. I mean, pitching and hitting, he does everything, and you're like, oh, my God. Yeah. You don't see that anymore. No, you don't see and that anymore. You really don't see it because they got rid of the DH in the National League, so now you don't see pitches hitting uh, at all, which changed the game. I mean, I can see why they did it, but there weren't that many good hitting pitches. But the Mets always seem to have one or two, so. <laughs> they always have one. You know, they always have one or two that, you know, can follow off a couple, get a couple of hits. But you would yeah, think they should be better. In. You think they should be better hitters because they're great athletes, but they, uh, guys really can't hit. It's, it's the hardest thing to do is to hit that baseball. It, Jordan couldn't you know? do it. Yeah, Jordan couldn't Jordan, do it. Jordan couldn't. Now you think about it: if a player bats three hundred, he's only three for ten. Right. It is. Yeah. He's just three. He's, for only, ten. he's only three for ten. It's not. It's not a success. Like you would think. Wow, three out of ten sucks, but it's three hundred on a batting average. Not many have done it. Right. It is. It's crazy, right? How many guys are hitting even 300 this year? You know, I mean, it's like, yeah, there are a few between. McNeil's hitting hitting a lot this year, so McNeil's having a good. Yeah, year. He was in that he was in that bad slump early in the year. Now he's come around. He started out the season horrible this year. He just couldn't hit the ball. But that's baseball. You know, you got to battle through that shit. You got to battle through that shit. Yeah. So, I mean, that's what you have to do going forward. So you got we got we got football in two weeks. We got college football this weekend, but it's pretty crappy games. And then hockey before you know it. Can't wait. That's what we're looking for, the hockey. <laughs> but then I'll have hockey, of course, first few games of the football season and get ready for baseball playoffs. It's always a good Red zone. Come on. You don't watch red zone? Red zone. No, I don't watch red zone. I mm -hmm. flip. I go on my phone. I'm not home enough for red zone. Oh, you're not around? I used to have, 
Yeah, normally we're running around doing something. I watch a giant game with my parents or other friends. So I'm at home and I used to have it on my phone. Okay. And they got rid of it. And then I didn't want to pay. I got cheap and I didn't want to pay for it. Yeah. I'd rather buy cigars. <laughs> you get more enjoyment out of the cigar than you do the other stuff. Yeah, you got to play priorities, you know? But it's all good. It's all good. Yeah, that's good. Oh, wow. All right. So, well, I appreciate well, Thank you and all. Thank Thanks for being on today, man. All right. I'll talk to you soon. Take it easy. Have a good one. Take care. Take it easy. You too. Bye-bye. All right. And JD's still here talking. That was awesome. Had someone to talk with today. Haven't had that in a while. He's talking about Jordan Montgomery as the... That's kind of crazy. Jordan Montgomery could be the curse of the... Could be the curse of the Yankees. Think about it. Now, Yankees won game one. Judge hit his 47th. Now they're saying that he is on pace for 61 or 62. We'll see how that goes going forward. And, and, and the interesting thing enough about Judge, Judge was on a 4 for 31 hitting streak and a nine-game homerless streak yesterday before his 47th. He's now tied for 14th at 205 with Dave Winfield. Mr. April is what Steinbrenner used to call him. Scherzer is now in 13th place alone on the strikeout list. He just passed Pedro Martinez, and he's about 30 behind now. Ferguson Jenkins at 12th. Brian Cashman is all the... is, is very happy with Aaron Boone, as he should be. Vogelback hit a home run after... Marwin Gonzalez and Oswaldo Cabrera were both going for the ball. I don't know why Gonzalez didn't call him off. Led to an error, and then Vogel back at home to make a 3-2, but then uh, Benetendi ended up getting another big hit. Benetendi went two for three. Domingo Herman went six and a third, gave up four hits, two runs, a run, and three Ks. Scherzer went six and two thirds. Gave up seven hits, four runs, a base and ball, three Ks, and judges home run. He's nine and three. Herman improved to two and two. Vogelback hit his, I think, his 16th yesterday. Yankees are now 75 and 48. Mets are 79 and 45. Jonathan Loizaga got the his first save. And Max Scherzer, Disha posted this, said two things are going on at the same time. Give credit to the Yankees for what they were able to do, but I can also look in the mirror and tell myself I can put the ball in the better spots and execute better. I agree. And Showalter, when he was asked what he, when he knew the 2022 Mets were out of the ordinary in a good way, he said, there was not at one moment, it's a product of a lot of things, it's a relentless pursuit. I thought that was a good thing. And Rizzo, including last night, two RBIs his last 13 games. He went one for four with two Ks, hit a 163. So guys are not, thank you Marwan Gonzalez for that one. And, you know, Yankees, hey, got the win. That's all that matters. I talked about the cards. Yeah, unbelievable. Jordan Montgomery. Jeez Louise. And he is the 10th pitcher of the century with a game of nine innings pitched, at most one base runner allowed, and less than 100 pitches thrown. Seven and three on the season, 3.08 ERA, but four wins, 4-0 with a 0.35 ERA with the cards. And Pujols, three home runs, 693. Saban got another an, a year extension on his contract. It's an eight-year contract worth $93.6 million, which puts him over... Kirby Smart of Georgia at $11.7 million. He's only going to get a salary and talent fee of $9.9 million this year with 400000 annual raises. And Saban can receive an 800000 completion bonus at the end of February if in each of the next four seasons, plus other bonuses. And also, 
he'll get a boost if his deal is less than the average total pay of the three highest paid SEC coaches or the average of what the five paid coaches in college football are making. So he's always going to make the money. Good for him. Unbelievable how much money yeah, he's making. Wow. And the athletic director is getting extensions too. By the time he's done in 2028-29, he's going to make almost over $1.9 million a year. And this was an interesting thing. I said to give him a shout out. Arbitrary Analytics, they cover Cornhusker, all thing, all thing uh, Nebraska Cornhuskers. This was a thing they wrote. Nick Saban has coached against 85 programs during his career. The Huskers are the only team to have played his team more than once and never lose to him. Saban was 0-2 against Nebraska when he was coaching at Michigan State against Tom Osborne. And he's also never won. He's owned one against Stanford, Utah, Navy, and UAB. Thank you, Arbitrary Analytics, for that stuff. And how about this? Chris Strevler started in Minnesota, finished at South Dakota, undrafted in 2018, ends up going to play in the CFL, wins a great cup with Winnipeg in 2019. He has been the star of the last two preseason games. Two weeks ago, he hadn't even taken a snap. He played seven games last season or two seasons ago with the Cardinals. I think it was last season, two seasons ago with the Cardinals. And he was cut, and then he was signed. The Jets say he might make the practice squad. They said he's out playing Mike White. But two, week, two weeks ago, he hadn't even taken a snap during tre- team drills. Now they were down 16-3 of the half. They scored 21 unanswered. And he, yeah, he was, this is a guy who wasn't even drafted. He had zero team reps before playing the preseason open against the Eagles last week. Yeah, crazy. 2018 in Winnipeg, he began as a third-string quarterback. First day of a training camp, one quarterback retired. Right before the season started, the other starter got injured. He played right away. And this is what I like what he said about himself. Unless you're the guy, you get your opportunities in different ways. That's just the nature of the business. When you're not the guy, you always got to stay ready for when things happen. That's something I've kept with me. I totally agree on that front. Yeah. And Bryce Hall got burned on a 52-yard touchdown pass against Kyle Pitts. Then allowed a 13-yard touchdown pass to Alamide Zacchaeus on the next drive. Later, he was called for holding on a pass to uh, Demir Bird, while Bird was still, which Bird still caught anyway for 12 yards. They brought in Sauce Gardner, but I think that's what, you know, Salas said that Hall will be fine. He's been having a really good camp. I know this is one problem. This one probably stings a little bit. He knows it's not good enough. At the same time, he's been having a good camp, so you don't want this day to define what he's been able to accomplish so far. So we'll see what happens. I don't know if Gardner's going to be the starter. I mean, they did draft him to be the starter. We'll see what happens. He, you know, Salas said that he said everything's a learning lesson. You know, and Hall said, I think every opportunity you get to go out there, you see the film. He played 17 games last season for them. So the guy has played. I guess we'll see what happens. I mean, you know, you're going to need him during the season anyway, but we're going to see how good Gardner is going forward. Marcus Mariota threw for a touchdown. Kyle Pitts had a touchdown catch. Kyle uh, Desmond Ritter has played well for them. Felipe Awesome. Yeah, Frank, it was a great time. Yeah, thanks for being on, man. Yeah, he, he Frank is awesome. Ranger proud. Yeah, he's always good at this. That was great. It was great to have someone on today. Just different energy. You know, I, I just, you know, it was a lot of fun. And Liberty played tonight. Miles, thanks for reminding me about that. So it's game three, win or go home. It, that's it. That's all it is today for Liberty. So we'll see how that goes. And all, how about this one? ESPN said it will 
they will have the women's 2023 D1 Basketball Championship on ABC. First time ABC will carry the women's title game ever, April 2nd at 3 p.m. That's awesome. And Taiwan Walker is pitching tonight because he's. it's been a week since he last pitched. He doesn't want him to miss more time. He's worried about his arm strength. So he's going against Frankie Montas. Frankie Montas in three starts, 14 innings pitch, 18 hits, 14 runs, two home runs, six baseball balls, eight Ks, not getting the job done as a Yankee starter, as opposed to Jordan Montgomery. And Aaron Judge against Taiwan Walker in 12 plate appearances, 333 with three home runs. We'll see how that goes. But that was the thing. They Also, DeGrom on his last time he pitched Thursday in Atlanta didn't have a normal warm-up, and he threw a season I 95 pitches. I think they're going to wait till Thursday or Friday to throw him. So we'll see what happens going forward. And that's that on that front. So the Jets got the win last night. And Salah was going crazy yesterday when there was a strip sack by... Oh, yeah, they've lost 12 straight, the Jets, since September. Yeah, a lot of guys didn't play. A lot of starters. And I was trying to see who got the strip sack. Yeah. Yeah, Bradley and a... He, from Utah, 2020, was drafted in the fifth round by the Cowboys. Strip sack, Felipe Franks recovered the fumble and went 50 yards. And Salah ran in the field. The ref was nice enough not to throw a flag. But he's flown under the radar. They said he's a good player. But the problem is there's a lot of defensive linemen, tackles on the team. you got Carl Lawson, John Franco Myers, Jermaine Johnson, the first-round draft pick, Michael Clemens, Bryce Huff, and Jacob Martin. And he's also there's Jabari Zuniga and Vinny Curry, who's been injured a lot, This who have options too. But... He might be a practice squad player. He might be something else. Yeah, and yeah, I talked about with Frank about Saquon. Fuck everybody, I'm ready to go crazy. Yeah, okay, dude. Well, we hope so. And he said something interesting that I thought, he was on a podcast where he was talking on Second Wind podcast. He said, do do I feel like I'm back? I feel like I'm better, to be completely honest. I'm older now, I'm 25. I've been through some stuff up and down, ups and downs. He said, people are really counting me. People are trying to write me off. We shall see. I don't really do it for the pleasure for others or making other people satisfied. I do it because I just want to be great. But now I have extra motivation. And I thought about that. I, I, I would think that you're always playing to push yourself. I was, because I was thinking about the podcast, I mean, or anything in that, for that matter, where people are telling you, oh, do this, do that. And you just keep going and trucking on. You just keep doing your thing. You keep on saying... You know, you got to believe in yourself, which I'm, I'm not saying he ever didn't believe in himself, but I feel like that that's an interesting thing, you know, when you're, for him to say about himself, you don't have to do it. You, of course you have to do it for yourself. You know, you want to shut everyone up. Well, you've been injured and you can't, injuries happen, but he hasn't been great since that first season. And now we're going to see what's going to happen going forward. Oh, Rigobedo Sanchez, Achilles injury. He's one of the l- league's. Elite punters and kickoff specialists would be a major blow to the Colts. That's not good going forward. Oh, and it was crazy. So Tomon Fox hit that hit at the end of the, the Bengals game where he caused the fumble. His parents were screaming. That, I think it was his dad that his dad that his dad said boom, and his mom said that's my baby. I thought that he came out like a cannon. Yeah, and and Dable was saying we want to make sure it's clean. He led with the shoulder. It was a good situational football. And then the Kayvon Thibodeau tackle the 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 block, what they called it a chop block, 
Well, Duke May- Mayweather is a guy. He does OL Master Lines Camp. He's a big guy. He, I, I, a big guy on this front. He knows what he's talking about. He said the block itself gets executed a ton, ton of games. It was highlighted Sunday night because it wasn't smooth. He said Thibodeau didn't play it well, and it wasn't a good block. It was just it was permissible. It was just bad football. He said he should have identified the cut block, got in his hand on the back of Moss's shoulder pads, and pushed him to the ground while keeping his f- feet out of the way. He said it's an old school cut block drill. That's what made it look like it. The way it looked was that that Thibodeau played it wrong, and uh, uh, Woody, uh, the guy who's on ESPN, said the same thing. But Marcus Spears said, "Tell me one guy that doesn't want to play a block correctly." And here's what Moss got wrong, also according to Mayweather. He should have used a cut block only if Thibodeau was in motion and not at the play's point of attack. When Thibodeau settled into his stance, Moss should have simply... Oh, Damian Woody. That's what I'm talking about. Damian Woody, who used to be a Jet offensive lineman. Moss should have simply run through him. He said, if he's a sitter, we want to be a hitter. Those are the rules of thumb taught in offensive line rooms. He said they're both young. Moss is a second-year player. Thibodeau's a rookie. They made It's a split sentence split-second decision, and Spears says he's hopeful, although, although not optimistic, that the debate helped educate fans on the issue, because Rich Eisen said it was a dirty play, and then he said, he, after listening to the, the professionals talk about it, he realized that, you know, he made a mistake, which is what a lot of people do on Instagram anyway, and Spears is hopeful, though not optimistic, that the cut blocks eventually will be illegal and officially dirty. He said, since we were kids playing football, blows to the knees are what we talked about ending your career. It's just so simple in my mind, but I guess it's not to others. So I thought that was interesting that both guys didn't have to do the play. Well, he didn't have to do the cut block at that point. He could have blocked through him, and the Thibodeau could have pushed him down and got him completely out of the way. And I saw this from Danny, who covers the Lions. They had an entire practice, Taylor Decker said, where no coaches were out on the field except for Dan Campbell, who was getting votes for Coach of the Year. I think the Hard Knocks Kool-Aid is out there. I don't know if that's a good thing. Some people were like, well, what does that mean? A 2-15 and 15 season? I, I think coaches need to be there. I don't think you need to have a kumbaya, no coaches thing. And Jesse Bates, you know, all these guys doing the hold-ins, wanted a new contract. He's going to sign his tender for $12.9 million. He made $2.43 million last year. Helped him make a Super Bowl. It's, it's going to get paid. You know, he wants to get paid more than that, but we'll see what happens going forward. And I talked about that Lamar Jackson is his own agent, which is slowing things down in his mother is his, I guess, business manager or manager, and he wants a fully guaranteed deal. That's what's holding up the deal right now. He's due to make over $23 million this year. They're, they offered him more than, than Kyler Murray's $230.5 million. He got $160 million guaranteed. And he wants it done before training camp, so we'll see what happens. I saw, and also, Kenyon Drake, they're going to they're going to absorb a $3.6 million cap hit this year, $4.4 million in two twenty three. So there's a lot of dead money that you're talking $8 million in dead money, but they have a lot of running backs on the Vikings now. They also traded their one of their quarterbacks. Uh, who did they trade? They have to trade uh, Nick Mullins from the Raiders they got. So Nick Mullins is now a, a Viking because the the Vikings are not happy with the backups for Kirk Cousins, Sean Mannion, and Kellen Mond. They said have not been very good. And I thought Kenyon Drake was a good player. He'll get picked up by someone else. He's coming off ankle surgery, so he's been injured. He hasn't really played a lot. He got a two million dollar eleven year two year eleven million dollar contract. And uh, the coach 
for the for the Raiders. Just bought a five million dollar mansion. I'm well, I was I saw that. I was like, that's what we have to talk about for uh, McDaniel's Josh McDaniel's. I was like, okay, well, he's the coach now, the NFL team. He can do that, and we'll see where Kenyon Drake ends up. You know, they have a lot of running backs. They have. Yeah, they have Zamir White out of the from Georgia. They have Britton Brown, Amir Abdullah, Austin Walker, Josh Jacobs. Yeah, they have a lot of guys. So they don't I guess we'll see what happens going forward on that front. Sean Marks really put his name on that press release after Kitty called for his firing and submitted his trade request directly to Cy. All right. Yeah, I, I can't believe Katie oh that's a shit show right there. I was seeing if he responded. No, he did not respond yet to me. I was seeing if uh, Javi Bing didn't. And they're saying that the Saints have a lot, have a plethora of players to work with. They said uh, Bradley Roby's backing up Lattimore, uh, Marshaw, Lattimore, and Paulson Adebu, who was a 2021 third-round pick out of Stanford. Thank you, Mike Triplett, for that. And Chase Young's going to miss the first four games of the regular season. He's going to be on the physically unable, reserve physically unable to perform list. 2020 Defensive Player of the Year suffered an ACL tear in Week 10 against the Bucks, November 14th. Surgery was straightforward, but he's been with the team in camp, but I guess he's not ready to play. They have James Smith-Williams, who's going to fill in Montez Sweat, Casey Tuhill, and F.A. Obata will vie for snaps, along with Shaka Tony and William Bradley King. But, you know, that's a big loss. And center Tice, Tyler Larson, Achilles, I would think he's done for the year. They open the season against Jacksonville on September 11th in Jacksonville. And they're going to retire Sonny Jurgensen's jersey, fourth player to get it in franchise history. Ducked to the Hall of Fame in 83, was analyst on the radio from 81 to 2019. I remember him all the time. Jurgensen turned 88 on Tuesday at their Week 18 game versus Dallas. They also retired Sammy Ball, Bobby Mitchell, and safety Sean Taylor. Ball's number was only one retired until they did the same for Mitchell in 2020. They retired Taylor's number last season. Washington traded for Jurgensen in 64, became a fan favorite. In 11 years, they threw 179 touchdown passes. I remember he had a cannon. Always had that punch for his stomach. 116 interceptions. 31 touchdown passes in 67, the franchise's last quarter. Can you imagine that? 67 was the last time a quarterback for the Redskins to top 30 touchdown passes. Wow. So in, with Charlie Taylor and Bobby Mitchell from 64 to 70, they ranked in the top 10 in yards or points eight times. Didn't post a winning record until his 1970 under Vince Lombardi. He spent his first seven seasons with Philly, was largely a backup during his final four years with the Commanders. That's what we got to call them, the Commanders. And Kenneth Walker had sports hernia surgery. They don't know if he'll be ready September 12th versus the Broncos. And it looks like with... It's going to be with Rashad Penny. It's going to be running back by committee. But that's a that's a big loss. He was going to get a lot of playing time this year. We'll see what happens with Kenneth Walker. At over 1,600 yards, 18 touchdowns last year for the Spartans after coming over from Wake Forest. But that's a big loss. Oregon has an, is preliminary discussions with the Big Ten if they're compatible in the conference. Well, Kevin Warren, the Big Ten commissioner, said they wanted to go to 20 teams. And Iowa State has this NIL... To support uh, We Will Collective, Will McDonald, the preseason All-American, who they thought would go pro, he's going another year to grow as a player, staying out for one more year. I guess they'll get a lot more money going forward on that front. 
Dodgers lost yesterday, but they did sign and Julio Urias six innings of two hit, one run ball. Eric Lauer went five for the Brewers. Brewers improved to 65-56. Dodgers saw 84-37, and 37, but they get Max Muncy to a one-year contract extension for next year with a club option. 13.5 next year with 10 million plus incentives if options, if option exercise. So he'll make up some money. The incentives in Max Muncy's Club options for 2024 are based on plate appearances the year before 2023. 250,000 for plate appearances from 50 to 350, 500,000 for 400 or 450 plate appearances, and a million if he does over 500, which it seems like he will. We'll see what happens going forward. But they locked up another young guy, and that's always a good thing. I mean, they're having a season. Unbelievable. And the Twins got a triple play, a look like Little League. It was a 3-6 triple play. He First baseman caught the ball, stepped on first, threw to second, a shitty throw. Shortstop made a great catch. And that was their five of the last 14 triple plays over the last three years have been by the Twins. But they lost 2-1 to the, to the uh, Rangers, which yeah, it's going to happen. And, yeah, and UFC manager Tim Simpson wants Wembley Stadium for Leon Wed- Edwards' first title defense as the welterweight champ. And there's going to be a lightweight championship rematch between De- Devin Haney and George Cambasos. Part two takes place October 16th in Melbourne. It will be Saturday evening, October 15th in the U.S., airing live on ESPN. Haney won the first fight. And there's a lacrosse doc coming out called Fate of the Sport, the story of Paul Rabel fight to change the trajectory of lacrosse by launching a new pro league. will drop on ESPN Plus on August 29th. It will feature interviews with Paul, his brother Michael, Adam Silver, Bill Belichick, Peter Berg, Joe Sy, who played at Yale and more. And the Grizzlies have won more games without John Morant last season. They went 20 and 5 than the Cavaliers did without LeBron in an 11th season. They went 14 and 30 and 9 without LeBron. That's the morning blitz. If you haven't read it, they have really good stuff out there. And Arctos Sports Partners is investing in Utah Jazz through a deal with Smith Entertainment Group. That's to be more than 1%. So I, they're trying to get another sports team in Utah. They have the Real Salt Lake of MLS. They have the Jazz. I guess they're trying to get a baseball. It seemed to think it would be baseball or something. But, yeah, I mean. And England's all-time women's leading scorer, Ellen White, has announced her retirement just a few weeks after the Lionesses' big win at the Women's Euros. And then the, one day was a clash in the EPL of the Premier League between Manchester United and Liverpool. Man U won 2-1. Salah scored the only goal for Liverpool. Jaden Sancho and Marcus Rash, Rashford scored. Man U was 0-0-2. Liverpool is now 0-2-1. How about that? That's crazy, right? And NWSL is going to have, is moving to prime time on CBS. The league, CBS and Ally Financial, who actually made, Ally Financial said they would make it, make it worth CBS's, worth their while. So the championship game will be on October 29th, 8 p.m. on CBS and in prime time. It will be moved from noon to, that's a big one. That's a huge one for the players in the league. And Tiger Woods and Rory McIlroy have a new business venture together. With CEO or doing a with founder and CEO Mike McCarley, the formation of TMR Tomorrow Sports, a new company focused on building technology-focused ventures that feature progressive approaches to sports, media, entertainment. Dick Ebersole is also an initial investor, 
And, you know, they're fighting the LIV, so they're going to do these one-day stadium events, including some of the best players, including Woods and McElroy, will begin in 2024, a live audience at arenas throughout the country. So they're trying to fight that. And Qatar is having the World Cup, well, Saudi Arabia wants to host the Olympics. Well, they got the LIV golf, so they have all this money. I mean, it's hosting next year's World Combat Games plus the 2034 Asian Games. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I, 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 I mean, hey, it's all about money. It's all about money. It's always about money, right? In the end, it's always about money. Zion's going to play opening night against the Nets October 19th, 17 months he hasn't played. Suns get a, they're having their classic sunburst. I like, I like the Suns sunburst uniforms with, with Charles Barkley, with Chuck. I think that's a, I, that's a really good look. I like that a lot. Oh, and you know, you got Browns, Browns, uh, Panthers. So you're going to have, uh, you know, Baker Mayfield going back home. Wait, where's that game? Is that game home or away? Uh, Panthers schedule. Where's the Browns schedule? I, th- I thought that game was away. Browns schedule. The Browns open up. Yeah, it's at home. So the Browns, I would love it to have been at the dog pound. That would have been better. I would have, that would have been cool. Angels up for sale. Talked about that. He bought the franchise for $184 million. Greg Zerline is the new Jets kicker. That's what it's, that's, that's what's happening. Matt Corral is on IR. That sucks. Elijah Mitchell could, tr- could be playing opening day for the Niners. That'd be good for them. J.C. Jackson, the the big acquisition for the Chargers, two to four weeks he's out, minor ankle surgery. That's that's going to put a little. That's not going to be. Jason's not going to be happy about that. Cowboys. Brett Mayer is the only kicker in camp right now. Huskies. Washington Huskies transfer from Indiana. Michael Penix Jr. is their starting quarterback. It was announced today. Aiden Hutchinson is the defensive rookie of the year. Right now, the the leader right now to win the Defensive Rookie of the Year. Comeback Player of the Year, Derrick Henry. Defensive Player of the Year, TJ Watt. This is all, you know, preseason. Jonathan Taylor, Offensive Player of the Year. Rookie of the Year. Uh, NFL, NFL MVP is Josh Allen, Tom Brady, and Mahomes. Coach of the Year, Dan Campbell, then Brandon Staley, Kevin O'Connell, Brian Dable's up there. We'll see how that goes. And Rookie of the Year, George Pickens, the rookie out of Georgia, is getting a lot of... Brees Hall's third on the list. Chris Olave of the Saints, Sky Moore of the Chiefs, and Drake London for the Falcons. We'll see how that goes going forward. And Blue Jays on Saturday will be 15 members of the 92 World Series team will be there. Carter will be there. Borders, Steve, Stottleheimer, Timlin, Ward, White, Winfield, and more will be on hand. Congrats. That was a hell of a team, man. I love the Suns with their new jerseys. Well, the sunburst. That, that, that just, why not go? They, they were so good. I think the jer- jerseys now suck. Those were the best. They did a whole one minute, like a 75 second video. And Texans first team president died. Really sucks. Following mental health issues, according to his wife, Melissa. That's, that's terrible to hear. And uh, Jason Hayward was moved to the 69 day IL by the, by the Cubs. Well, we knew he wasn't playing this season. I've already talked about him. And Jags have no kickers after cutting Ryan Sant, uh, Santoso. They have no kickers. No kickers. I don't know how you do that. And then NFC East, bet MGM, Cowboys first, Eagles second. We'll see all that. Yeah, come on. Come on, dude. 
and Michael Bisping was a top UFC fighter. New doc on his life uses UFC audiovisual content without consent. Is that infringement, Sportico asked? I would say yes. If you don't have the rights to use it, you can't use it, correct? I would think that's, that's it. Talked about Sonny Jurgensen. Congrats to him. Time his number. And this really pissed me off. South, th there's a middle school in South Lake named after George Dawson. The grandson of a slave, he learned to read at 98 and co-wrote a book about his life's journey when he was 103. That book has now been banned from the middle school that bears his name. Texas, why do you keep doing stuff that, I, I, I mean, this guy learned to read at 98, wrote a book at 103, and you're saying the book isn't what the kid should be reading? That's, of course the kid should be reading that. That he went and did it. Yeah, I definitely think that is. Yeah, this picture of the guy eating the hot dog, disgusting. I mean, that's a beer in the hot dog. And you know what? You eat, you're using a hot dog as a straw. <laughs> Not the most masculine thing I was telling somebody. Oh, but yeah, yeah. House of the Dragon, most watched series premiere of 2022, passing Euphoria and Stranger Things. So we got all that. Yeah, we got all that. That's crazy, right? Twins got a triple play. Yeah, I'm seeing if I missed anything else. Mike Trout's sprint speed, 30.4 feet per second, 96 percentile. Yeah, the guy's fast. Let's just say that. He is a very fast man. Oh, Rizzo to Lindor, because there was, uh, they were challenging a play. He was telling him to shut the fuck up and... and uh, Boone had to come to calm down, but that, that was kind of funny. That was funny to watch. He had Judge hit his 47th home run. Took a picture with Rosita yesterday. Oswaldo Cabrera has played everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Unbelievable. Yep. Oh, and this really pissed me off. Two fans, a father and a, and a son at the Browns game. He said, fuck them hoes was his sign. And her said, the kid's side sign said, free Watson. And Carrie Champion said, why is this funny? Why is this okay? Innocent or not, the message is clear. Women don't, don't matter. Is that what we are teaching the next generation? I, I, I was horrified by this. I thought this was absolutely disgusting. You know, I mean, you got a father and a young kid. Kid must be five, six, maybe seven. And that's what you're posting? Yeah. We are in trouble. That really, that really was disgusting. I saw that. I was like, no, that's terrible. All right, let me get the trivia question. I just realized that I've gone way over again, which is my MO on the show. I really appreciate Frank being on the show today. That was awesome. Frank Curto, thank you for being on the show today, man. Let's get the trivia questions. All right. Uh, bah, bah, bah. Let's get the trivia questions. All right, last show's trivia question was... Sue Bird's 10 assists with 18 points. First WNBA player to record a double-double in her 40s. Who are the three NBA players who have done it? Kareem Abdul-Jabbar was the oldest at 42. Carl Malone and John Stockton. Last night's game with the Yankees, something happened that the Yankees have never done as, as a franchise. That it, first time they've ever done in franchise history. And it was done by the pitching staff. What was done on last night's 4-2 win over the... 4-2 win over the Mets. The Yankees win... First time done in franchise history by, by, and it involved the pitching staff. And I just saw the punt god Matt Ariza is positioned to start after they cut Matt Hack. That was going to happen. And Byron Buxton going on the ten day IL with right hip strain. Katie and Kyrie are working out today. 
Verrett out at least four games for the Niners. They said that Ken Griffey Jr. joins Team USA for the World ba- Baseball Classic next March. That's all good. I don't think I'm in. All right, that's it. All right, folks. Uh, thanks, Frank. Thanks for being on the show today. Send love to Michigan. My parents, Mrs. S. B- Bill, I'm, I, I'm, I'm dying to know how Thomas is doing with Stockton. Harris is uh, working out, getting healthy. Chris, I hope you're feeling on the men. You're feeling better. LG's here this week. And, uh, yeah, that's all I got for today. Peace out. Have a great day, everybody. Talk to you soon. Adios.